Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center, a church dedicated to loving God and serving people. Today, we have our pastor Lijan from Green Pastures Revival Center from Mumbai ministering to us from the Word of God. Hope this word encourages you. This wonderful theme that we have received, rooted in the Word of God. I was, I was preparing uh, for a sermon and the Holy Spirit whispered something very uh, clearly in my in my years about this particular word rooted so this word rooted i was i was praying about it and holy spirit uh, showed me a, a image that i saw in my hometown and i saw this big banyan tree you know the big trees and there was this big root you know that helps this big tree to grow and just adjacent to that banyan tree is a wall and you see that these roots are going through these walls. And then the Holy Spirit was saying, this is what happens when you are rooted, that you can break barriers, you can break boundaries. So nobody planted that banyan tree so that that wall breaks. But because it is rooted and because the roots are going deep, the walls start to break. So this is what's going to happen in our lives. When we remain rooted and when we allow the roots to grow, there are these fortified stuffs, there are these boundaries, walls that needs to break, that is not, you know, that is not yet broken. But I believe in 2020, as we root ourselves, automatically, we don't even need to cast it out, we don't even need to ask to break, this root will eventually creep in and will break these walls. You know, it will shatter them the strongholds that has been holding us from generation, the strongholds in our families. I believe that as we believe this, and as we grow in this world in 2021, in our hometown, miles away, you know, these strongholds would break. Strongholds of poverty, strongholds of debt. And this is specifically what the Lord told me. 2021 would be a year wherein our financial debts are going to go away. So these roots are going to get into these fortified cities. Break it for us. Only when it breaks that we see, oh, this has happened. You know, that's something amazing that's going to happen in 2021. And you know what? This root, you know, the root that you see outside is big. But if you trace the root and if you go along, the tip of the root is so tiny. You can just press it and crush it with your hand. It's that feeble. But that feeble root is the one that cracks crushes the, the walls. That's the strength. The insignificant we that can be crushed by our fingers. You know, some unbelief talks and we sit down. Simple. You know, very insignificant of us. But the potential that we carry is that we can penetrate and, and break the walls. That's the sense of being rooted in the word of God. That is what God is encouraging us. Let's stick to this word and say, Lord, I need to be rooted so that I can break through the walls. Yeah. You know, my generations, my fathers or my family couldn't break it. But this 2021, I'm going to root myself. Yeah. You don't need to check the root always. You know, there was this one cousin of mine. So, you know, in Kerala, we have this tapioca plantation. And the tapioca thing is done like it's a big plant. You just break it and you just keep it and water it. And, uh, you know, it comes out. So this guy, he was probably of the age of uh, uh, easy. So every morning he would go and 
check if the roots are there and, and uh, eventually it dried out. So that's not what you need to do. You can't just assess your uh, you know, growth level by putting yourself on a stage and says, you know, am I growing? No, no, no. Let it remain. It's okay if your growth is not seen for a while. It's okay if it's not happening the way you have dreamt about. It's okay if it's not happening the way prophets have prophesied over you. But if you are willing to stick yourself under the root, under the ground and let that root grow, the world will know when the wall breaks. You know, the world will know when the word wall breaks. And that's the assurance God gives us. That's the assurance that God gives us. It's going to happen and it is definitely going to happen. Amen? Amen. 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 So today, uh, let's uh, uh, quickly turn our attention to the book of Romans, uh, chapter 4 and verses 3. So this, this particular scripture portion uh, has really strengthened me in many areas. I hope that I can convey it the way the Holy Spirit has conveyed it to me. Uh, what does the scripture say? That's a question. And it says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You know, this beautiful word is uh, you know, beautiful, you know, credited, you know, salary getting credited, payments credited, right? Yeah. You enjoy this message, right? Uh, I, can, I can make it out. Uh, yeah, and it's 10th, right? So already the messages have come and the debit message also <laughs> would have started to come, right? Yeah, so Abraham believed. And just by believing, not by working, just by believing, it's, it's said that God credited the entire package, not just the monthly package, the entire package, the package of righteousness into his account. So that's something that's amazing because this is actually a scripture portion from Genesis itself and the writer quotes it in Romans uh, and says that Abraham believed and it was credited. So it's not a very simple statement, you know, we can learn this, yes, it's a small verse, you can learn this and, and say, yes, Abraham believed and it was credited, so I am believing and it will be credited, yes, we can do that, but if we understand and if we dig a little deeper into what Abraham believed and what Abraham did, and how it got credited, I think then it will make sense for us and we can you know, sojourn through what Abraham did and it can definitely benefit us as well. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to understand from the life of Abraham about three aspects that he did in believing and then how it got credited into his account. All right? Yes. So when I say believe, it is not just uh, you know, a statement which says, yes, legend believes in himself. You know, but, but then you know, sometimes he'll say, no, it's not the normal belief or, 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 or some other beliefs which says, yes, legend can climb Mount Everest. You know, I can say all those statements. So it is not a silly statement that is written here, Abraham believed and then he slept. No, it was not like that. Many a times what happens is we say that I believe in what Jesus says. Now, I believe in the promises, but then seldom we wait for the promises to happen. You know, I'll just quickly give a small word of instruction that the Holy Spirit whispers in my ears. You know, it's easy for us to receive a promise. You know, we have prophets in the house. It's easy for us to prof receive prophecies. But in order for the prophecies to be fulfilled, that's a lot process that you need to go through. You know, the Israelites were given a promise that by 70 years, you would be saved. You know, it's in, it's in I guess, in Jeremiah. Yeah. But in order for that promise to happen, 
Daniel has to sit 21 days for fasting. Come on, it was spoken by a major prophet. Can't God do that? Yes, God can. But there needs to be a Daniel who sat and fought. And there had to be an angel who came from heaven and fought the, 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 the uh, prince of Persia. So that's the level of, of efforts that you need to do. You know, many a times we say, yes, promise, ho gaya hai, let's go and sleep. No, 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 that's not how it is. When Daniel read the scriptures and when Daniel knew that after 70 years we're going to be out of this place. And then Daniel started calculating. For that he need to, he dig deeper into the word. He started calculating, when did we come? And then he understood the time and oh, the time is already over. So he said, yes, let's party. No, he said, let's sit and ask for God to send a breakthrough. So every promise that you receive needs a certain efforts from your end so that you would end up in where God is planning you to be. So from Abraham believing, to Abraham getting the credit of righteousness, there is a lot of things that Abraham did that you and I can learn from the scriptures. And out of that, three things. Let's quickly turn our attention to the book of Genesis. And so I'm going to take you to the call of Abraham. And then I'm going to take you to you know, uh, his preparedness. And then finally, we're going to speak about Abraham's response during the test. So these things, so quickly let's read uh, uh, the first portion, Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show, I will show you, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you I will make your name great. So this is a very common portion that we've already understood. We've learned this. We've read this many times. So God is very specific here. God calls out Abraham and says, I am going to call you. So when God spoke to Abraham, if you read just few words ahead, that is 11th chapter. If you read 11th verse and then 31, it says that Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. So the calling was on whom? Abram. But the leadership was done by whom? Terah. So it was a call not just to Abram. Why was, so I, I always used to wonder, why is it that Abraham was selected? You know, we see that Bible has, you know, individuals who is called by God. So why is it that God called Abraham? So I'm not going to get uh, deeper into that. But we realize that Abraham falls in the lineage where God is planning. But there was not just Abraham, there was Haran, there was now there was other guys also. So why Abraham? So that was something that stuck to me and... The criteria was fulfilled in verse number 30. It says, now Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive. And that was the qualification for Abraham. That he had a weakness in his life. And if he has or God has to plan something, it can only be through God. And God was not willing to share his glory. And that's why Abraham was 
the choicest person that's why abram was the one god could use him why because he had something in him that through his strength he won't be able to fulfill and god was needed in his life so when we realize that god called abram he decides to go and follow the paths of god so the first thing the call of abram abraham decides and says yes i'm going to live my place and i'm going to walk into the place that the lord has abraham responded so this is something from believing to crediting is this word response what is your response what is the schedule of your next day after you receive a promise what do you do different on day 1 after receiving your promise what is your response you know one of the craziest things about our god is he can use anyone who is available if you are available you know god can use you no matter what weaknesses you have in the family they were better guys but then god used abram because he was available he had weakness yes but he was available and he responded Yes his response was not exactly what God was looking at because he had a lot of luggage including lot so he was with lot and lot and then you see a very 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 good habit of God God doesn't interfere your plans because God spoke to Abraham he gave a promise but we just read in 11:30 Genesis 11 verses 30 that it was Terah who was leading until that time God didn't speak to Abram and God spoke to Abram when Terah died so the first thing that Abram did that he responded and saying okay i am ready to step out from where i am already placed yes it was not perfectly as per the will of god but then when terah died we see that abram started to you know god started to speak to abram so the response is what matters in our lives the the end result and today where we are the deciding factor is the way we respond today the deciding factor would be how would you respond to this message how would you respond to the voice of god you know i tell you we have so many pastors in this house so wonderful word but how do we respond matters to us you know god speaking to me says and listen you know word of god but how do you respond to it matters many a times we we don't respond the way or we respond with terrors so that the deciding factors are and the problem with terror you know you see that he took abram sarai and lot because why because terror knew that sarah couldn't bear a son and if in case the plan of god doesn't work out i have who lot you know so when the belief and the credit of righteousness have to happen we need to let go yes we have to respond to the call of god but we need to let go the terrors so that the alternative arrangements that we have in our mind should let go how many of you understand what i'm saying we 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 have a habit of packing ourselves you know uh, uh, with with extra clothes right if this doesn't work out we'll use this so many a times our calling is also like that if this ministry doesn't work out i have a 
backup. You know, if this is not working, I have this, this. That doesn't work. When it has to credit as righteousness, your belief system can have only one thing. And that's why God didn't speak to Abraham. Till the time the driver was there, God said, let him go. I'll wait patiently. It's time that we say, Lord, I'm okay to let go. Tera. I'm okay to let go the alternative that I have in the, you know, in the plan that God has for me. I'm okay to let go this. So that was the first thing that Abraham did, which encouraged or which turned his belief into crediting as righteousness. One was his call, his response. Amen. Secondly, when God spoke to Abraham the second time and God again specifically mentions that I'm going to make you a great nation. That's, that's written in verse number 7. Uh, 12 verses 7. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offsprings I'll give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who has appeared to him. And then when we see that Abraham after Haran, where he, they were the place, they moved to Canaan and they've reached the place where God has promised. But that was not the destination. And then we see that they're traveling and God is speaking to them and they have a problem in the form of Lot. Right? So what happens is Lot is taken away. And, and it's a funny word, it says, uh, Genesis chapter 14 and verses 12. So I, I'm sure you know the story, that's why I'm just rushing through. It says, they also carried off Abraham's nephew Lot and his possession. It's like, you know, going to the supermarket and then the cash counter, you have this lollipops, you know, so you just take the lollipop and go away, right? Like you pay the bill and go away. So likewise, when Lot was detached from Abraham, he became a lollipop for the enemy. And then the enemy, the four kings who was attacking a certain uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, while on their way back, they just took who? Lot and, and went ahead. And that's when you realize the greatness of Abraham. So here, Lot is taken by what? By surprise and he is taken into captivity. And then you realize Abraham, he decides to go on a war. This guy, Abraham, you know that he is in a tent. But then there is this beautiful verse which gives a clear insight on the vision of Abraham. Let's read that verse. Genesis chapter 14 verses uh, 14. Beautiful. 14 ka 14. It says, when Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men. What is that number? 318. Not even a prime number. I, I, I did my homework. And that's a nice score in GRE. I did my homework. But what is 318 number? And why is the Holy Spirit so specific in mentioning that there was this 318 men who traveled with Abraham to go and get back Lot? So the Holy Spirit was reminding me that Abraham was in a process. Why? Because in Genesis 12, 1, he says, 
God has given a promise that I'm going to make you a nation. And what is a nation without an army? How can a nation function if it doesn't have fighting men? Abraham got this message very clear and he started preparing his own men. Come on church. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, four kings, at least 10,000 of them. But he said, wait, I have 318 and I have a backing of a promise of a nation. So that's more than enough. And that's what God tells us, BRC. That's what God tells us, church. It's okay if the number is not complete. What you have, let's take charge and get the Lord back. Let's take charge and, and, and get the captives free. Because that's the assignment God gives us. Doesn't matter if we have a complete number. It is enough for us if we have a promise and then if we have a mindset to prepare. That's what matters. That is why 318 is so significant there. And Abraham decided to go back. So that's what we need to understand. We have to prepare ourselves. You know, many a times it's a message to me. I'm not speaking to you. I'm preaching to myself. You know, it doesn't matter. You have a hundred crowd and then set up. I'm so happy to see this. And I'm so inspired. And I'm praying that God will give, you know, every church under Revive Nations, every church under you know, BRC to, to set up something beautiful as this. Why? Because we have, probably BRC has 318, GPRC has two. But it doesn't matter why, there is a promise behind us. There is a promise that we are called for nations. There is a promise that nations are waiting to be liberated. And it doesn't matter if we have two or 318 or thousand. With a promise, we can do it. That's what God promises us. And that's what Abraham understood. And he said, let's go and take. And you know the story, right? Abraham goes and he captures. He just goes four kings, takes them down one by one, and then meets Melchizedek. So I'm not going to get into that. That's not my point. So the second thing was that he, from point of belief to getting his righteousness credited, he was... In, in, in busy with the homework of understanding how can I turn my belief into righteousness. He was always in the process of, of, of growing, always in the process of preparing for the promise, always in the process of making himself ready for the promise. Probably if, if Lot was taken six months back, he would have 340 men. We don't know. There are people who are still getting trained so it says 318 trained men. So there are people who are getting trained. So that number is what really encourages us. And that's the point that I want to make. We have to make ourselves prepared for a journey that God is giving us so that our belief system would manifest into what God has dreamt about us. Amen. So the third point that I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is, so. The life of Abraham, it's basically, you know, worth at least a dozen series. And, uh, you know, Pastor Priji is an expert in doing that. I'm sure that you have uh, gone through this. And that's why it's very easy for me to just, you know, upar upar se bolke jana. You know, yeah, just to, you know, touch the surface level and go and just point on what the Holy Spirit is speaking. And let me tell you, it's so easy to stand here now, you know, because I was, I was a little nervous and when I saw dad standing and leading worship, I said, yeah, it's done. 
you know, I just have to walk in. <laughs> and, and, and thank you, Dad, for that. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, you should, yeah, so you don't need, I don't need to explain the benefits of sonship, but, you know, biologically, my daddy is a businessman, was a businessman. It, it is so easy for me to take over his business because all the hard works were done by him. So something similar is happening to me. You know, all the hard work's done by dad and I'm just walking in and I'm just, you know, just, just casually talking. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we are learning something together and that 2021 would definitely bring in, you know, the change that God is wanting in our lives. So let's quickly rush to another portion, Genesis chapter 22 and verses 9. When they reached that place, God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Uh, the second part, he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. So another point that I want to make here, from the point of belief, Abraham thought that by the arrival of Isaac, it is over. You know. Everything is over and now peaceful hai. You know, uh, you know like, like we feel uh, ki some something has happened and then God liberated us, healed us, it's done. No, 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 it's never done. It's all, all in a process. And here, the biggest test of his life is happening. And to Abraham's surprise, God is asking him to sacrifice his own son because that was the promise. And the heading of that passage in verses 22 it says Abraham tested. So, you know, we, I was taught that, you know, it was basically to test Abraham. But when I read the scriptures, I realized it is not actually a test to test Abraham. It is actually a test for Abraham to know his God. Because, see, God didn't want uh, Abraham to test and see, will he kill his son or not. God in his foreknowledge would know that he'll... He is anyway willing to go. But God wanted Abraham to trust out of his action and said, even if he sacrifices his son, God is going to heal him. God didn't want to test Abraham's faith because God in his foreknowledge would definitely know that he would sacrifice and then I'm going to stop. So it was not actually God trying to test Abraham. It was actually God making a canvas for Abraham to understand the greatness of God, that he's not just a promise giver, but then he's the giver of everything. No matter, the greatest promise is in your hand. And if that promise is gone, still he can build something great out of the nothingness that you have. So that point is what? And Abraham believed, you know, in, 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 in some scriptures, I think it's in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 19. Yes, Hebrews 11, 19, it says, Abraham reason that God could even raise the dead. Come on. Where in the scripture that Abraham read about raising the dead? Now if you say you can believe. Now I believe because I have somebody in my family who is raised from dead. But Abraham's life, in the Bible it's the first instance happened in the first kings I guess by Elijah. Never in the history has Abraham heard about somebody coming from dead too. But Abraham believed. That's something crazy. Now it's easy for you to believe. Because things have happened. You have read about it. You have seen testimonies about it. 
but in the time when abraham said okay lord i am ready to let go isaac there was no such a thing as dead coming back to life but still he said i am okay because i believe that god who has promised me he is capable to bring back isaac from the ashes and that's the god that we serve that's the beauty that god wanted to reveal through that scripture portion and the third thing that that i want to put it across is you know abraham was willing to let go even the promise that mattered to him which will eventually convert his promise get my point so probably a prophecy is exercised and that requires an abc for you to have and then you you feel that the abc is right there for you and then god says let go that we would say no lord this is how the prof- promise is going to happen daddy iski zarurat hai tabich i'm sorry hindi aa gaya dad the need of this is so important i with the, with this only the promise will happen you know we we trying to be the terror at times but god says abraham let go and said i'm ready to let go even the biggest blessing that you have promised lord and that is why his belief is credited to him as righteousness it's not a very small thing it's one liner but then the process that abraham went through is something amazing you know what i'm going to conclude quickly i'm going to conclude with all this abraham still had questions that's the uh, good thing you know when we read and then we feel so condemned at times you know like they are so good and then they don't have questions only listeners questions and then abraham also had question so the the questions are let's read genesis chapter 15 and verses 2 you know with all see the interaction of god with abraham was so real he used to come in dreams he used to stand in front he used to visit such crazy thing it has not happened to me but i enjoy the presence that's a different story but that level of interaction has not happened like how abraham is received but still abraham had a question and the question was but abraham said sovereign lord what can you give me since i remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is eliezer of damascus so he's a manager so that's the question the question is what can you just go back a little what can you give me next question verse number 4 of the same chapter sorry verse number 8 of the same chapter sovereign lord how can i know that i'll gain possession of it two things what what can you give me and how can you how can i take possession so if you read down the chapter you would see that god speaks to him you know sends a dream take a screenshot and then shows it to him and this is going to happen and everything of that sort but the answer to both the question was what i'm going to give you a son i'm going to give you a son in fact that answer is a solution to abraham's first question what can you give me and god's answer is i'm going to give you a son and the next question how will you take possession of it i'm going to give you a son and the same question if you can ask today lord what can you give me the answer from god is 
I can give you a son. And that is written in Luke chapter 1 verses 37, 31. What says? A son would be born and his name is what? Jesus. So the question remains the same every day. You know, generation to generation, the question is, what can you give me, Lord? And the Lord says, I am giving you a son. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you can call him Jesus. You know, the solution to your problem, the, the belief to the credit of righteousness will happen through the son. That's the solution. And how can you possess it? We, we possess this today when we partake in the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 35, which says a new covenant. And through that new covenant, we take possession of what God has inherited for us. Amen? Amen. So this is how we receive from being believing into taking. Believing into crediting as righteousness. Amen? Let's, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to give us a desire. Lord, I just don't want myself to limit to just having belief systems. Rather, you know, my belief system should manifest. You know, belief system should manifest. Like how I said, the root. You know, the root is growing. Nobody is seeing. But then that's, the visibility happens when the wall breaks. Visibility happens when things around shake. Visibility happens when, when it starts to bear fruits and leaves come and many birds come and stay and it stays green. I want to be like that, Lord. And to that, the solution that the Bible gives is Jesus Christ. And if there is anyone who says, you know, see, I don't have a message apart from Jesus Christ and neither does anyone in this hall has. You know, be it Abraham, be it David, be it Moses, everything comes to the one guy and that is Jesus. And that's the ultimate solution. What can you give me? If you ask the Lord, what can you give me? He says, I can give you Jesus. And if you ask him, how can I take possession of my promise? God says, through son Jesus and the new covenant that is received through him. I hope that this word has strengthened you. Let's grow in the Lord because God is our protector and provider. He wants us to be rooted and, and, and flourish in the land that the Lord has promised. One more time, don't always check your roots. Let it grow. Thank you for downloading today's sermon. We hope this ministered to you and your family today. Connect with us at DreamingRevival.com and you are welcome to join in to any of our Sunday celebration service at 11 a.m. Or you can tune in to our live stream at YouTube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.